Whatever the problem, the answer is have faith in God. Today on The Believer's Voice of Victory, Kenneth Copeland explains how every born-again believer has been given a measure of the God kind of faith. It's up to you to develop and strengthen that faith. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right into today's Bible lesson. Father, we thank you today, and we raise our voices, we raise our faith towards heaven to receive revelation, revelation of your Word, revelation of the faith of God, the love of God, the Word of God, the life of God, the name of God. All of these things in the name of Jesus, sir, we are hungry for. And so we believe we receive it, and we give you all the praise and the honor for greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Praise God. Welcome to the broadcast today. Uh, last week, we're studying specifically on the spiritual force of faith. Faith is spiritual substance. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen or the evidence of the thing that you can't see in the Spirit. It is a spiritual force. Hallelujah. Powerful. Oh, my, my, my. It is the faith of God. So you can't study faith without going to Mark 11, 23 and 24 and 25 in the, the very classic teaching by Jesus on the subject of faith. So let's go there today and um, let's look beginning with the 22nd verse. Now you remember what happened here. They were uh, on the way from, from Bethany. They were going to Jerusalem and Jesus saw this fig tree and it was afar off. What is afar? Well, it's, it, it wasn't so far that his disciples couldn't hear him, but it's far enough that he couldn't see that the tree didn't have any figs on it. So he, he spoke to it. Jesus answered and said to it, said to the tree, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem. He spent all day there in the temple. He was teaching, preaching in the temple until evening came. And when evening was come, they went out of the city in the morning as they passed by. So he spoke to the fig tree, went on to Jerusalem, spent all day there, um, evidently at least 12 hours there, that's my kind of preacher. Glory to God. Preach all day long. Whoo, man, wouldn't you love to be? Anyway, so that now they're going back to Bethany. They walk right back past that tree, but nobody mentioned it. And you know Peter as well as I do. I mean, if there if had been any change in that tree at all, Peter would have said something about it. Now, then the next morning, they, they went from... Bethany to Jerusalem, back to Bethany, and then on their way back to Jerusalem again, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed 
is withered away. Now, Jesus responded to Peter and to the rest of them concerning that tree, have faith in God. I remember some years ago, it struck me. I'm telling you, it struck me like spiritual lightning that, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? Have faith in God. Oh, Lord, what, what about my finances? Have faith in God. What about my children? Have faith in God. Oh, what about, oh, God, what, oh, God. I don't care what your old God is. Have faith in God. Amen. Have faith in God. The reference says there, have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. But when you stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, I want to point out something in this 23rd verse, because we're going to take up here uh, pretty well where we left off. We're, I'm going to, uh, you know, recover re a few things and pick up where we were on the measure of faith. But now notice this. Whosoever. So this is spiritual law. It'll work for anybody that'll get in contact with that law. Amen. It, it doesn't make any difference whether you're young or old. It has, it has no, that law is not partial to anybody or anything. It is a spiritual law. And we made notice of the fact last week that all of the laws of physics were created by spiritual laws. So the laws of the Spirit were first, and those laws created all matter, all physical things, all physical beings, everything that can, that, that's perceptive to the, to the touch of the flesh and so forth. All matter was those laws that govern the physical world were created by spiritual laws. And that's the reason physical things particularly the more you find out about spiritual laws, you begin to understand why spiritual things mirror, uh, physical things mirror spiritual things. That's the reason Jesus could take natural physical things and teach on spiritual things because spiritual laws created physical things and they created the laws of physics. Amen. Now, so what's the problem? Not knowing the laws. I mean, that was a problem for thousands of years right here on the earth. Nobody knew the laws of physics. And little bit by little bit, they began to figure out, you know, this, when you do that, that happens. 
And you know, the funny thing is it happens every time. And then they begin to, but did you ever notice that every time somebody discovered something in the realm of physics, everybody else thought they were crazy? That's not just a coincidence. No, the more you know, the more of God's thoughts you think, the more of God's knowledge you have, the worse off the devil is. And he'll fight you every step of the way, trying to keep you out of things that will control his operation and control him personally. Amen. So the same thing with spiritual laws. You, the more you find out about it, the more a lot of people don't like you anymore. <laughs> but, you know, they know who to call when they need prayer. But that, and that's good. That's good that they do that. All right, now. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. So it's a whosoever thing. We're dealing with the laws of the Spirit. And we read that from the book of Romans that, where it said very plainly, by what law of works? No, but by the law of faith. And then in Romans chapter 8, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And when you, when you begin to realize that all fear, all sickness, all disease, all sin, all death, all the curse, all functions under the law of sin and death, being born again, baptizing the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, prayer, faith, love, <laughs> Glory to God. I got excited right there. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering patience, <laughs> gentleness, goodness, faith, and meekness, and temperance. All of these, the fruit of the Spirit is not under the law of sin and death. No, it's under the law of the Spirit of life. All healing is under the law of the Spirit of life. Sin is under the law of sin and death. So they both function by spiritual laws, and one is opposite from the other. For, ex, for example, fear. Fear is faith in death, faith in the ability of things to hurt you, fear of animals, fear of people, fear of weather, fear of all these things are all based in the fear of death. You're not afraid of flying. You're afraid of dying. You know, you know why? Because you got a lot of confidence in it. And people that speak it all the time, talk it all the time, believe in it, stand with it, stand firm in it, praise, yeah, boy, I'm telling you what, I ain't having nothing to do with that. I'm never going outside again. I'm just never going outside again. And just because, why? Because, hey, man, it's dangerous out there. You'll have to get killed out there. Yeah. So what? Oh, Brother Coburn, don't you know you're liable to die? No, not liable to die. You are going to die. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. You and, and the grass in your yard and your dog, your goldfish, <laughs> you are going to die. And you should have known that and probably did by the time you was four or five years old. But when you know Jesus, 
Woo! Glory to God. The other side of that is stunning. Hallelujah. So the more you fix your mind on the heavenlies, the more you fix your mind on faith, love, joy, peace, goodness, meekness, all of these are the fruit of the Spirit. You fix your mind on Jesus. You fix your mind on faith. You speak your words on faith, not fear. And you take your stand. The more that grows in you, the more it grows in you, death just starts shrinking up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, Whoa, I got out ahead of myself, but I, I enjoyed myself out there, so here we go. Now then, <laughs> so this is, a, this is a whosoever, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Now, what does that mean? That is not doubting in the inner man. We went through a number of different scriptures concerning that, um, that this, this outer man, this physical body, it's not talking about the physical heart. You couldn't believe God with, with, your, with your physical blood pump any more than you could your liver or your spleen or any other part of your physical body. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the inner man. See, this outer body can't live without the inner man, but the inner man can live without the physical body. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It's believing in this inner man. Now, not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which he says, you notice what Jesus said to believe? Believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Now, a lot of people have the idea that, you know, if I could just, boy, if I could just get stronger in believing, if I could just get my faith up here and just believe long enough, this thing will come to pass. No. It won't, not without the saying. Faith is born in the heart. Faith is born in the inner man, but it has to be spoken with the mouth for it to come to pass. Now, so he says, if he believes those things which he saith, which are words, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, we talked about this. Let, let's go over to Romans chapter 12. And um, in the um, third verse of Romans 12, I, I, I really wanted to uh, bring up some things here. Uh, that, that, you will, uh, that'll enjoy, and it, that you will enjoy, and it'll feed your faith, and it'll strengthen it. Romans 12, 3, for I say, I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt 
to every man the measure of faith. That's not every man in the world. We proved that from the Scripture last week because the, the Scripture said in 2 Thessalonians that every man does not have faith, and it talked about wicked, unreasonable men. If Jesus has not come into your heart, if you've not been born again, then you don't, you don't have the God kind of faith. You don't have the faith of God in you because if you're not connected to God, how are you going to have, the, how are you going to have His faith? So, he's talking about every born-again believer has been dealt the measure of faith. Well, how is it dealt? We found that out in the 10th chapter of Romans. Well, just slip back there just a couple of chapters. In the 10th chapter, verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then we found out in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, you're saved through grace by faith, which is not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So God gave it to you. It's His faith. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you heard, <laughs> faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so when you, you heard and you d made that decision in your heart, I'm accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Glory to God. And the moment you believed it in your heart, and you said it with your mouth, what happened? All right, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and let's see what happened. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the 17th verse, if any man, that's any person, man or woman, if any man be in Christ. He is a new creature, a new creation, the sinner is not healed in his spirit. He's not forgiven in his spirit. He is Dead. Dead? Oh, yeah. Died the death of the cross. Recreated. Amen. Amplified translation says a new species of being that never existed before that moment. Oh, glory to God. Now, listen. Are, are you, you, you tracking me here? Now, listen to this. Old things, not talking about old things of the body or old things of the mind. He's talking about old things in your spirit man, this inner man. Old things, the, the inner man's being, that old nature in there is gone. New creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are are become new. Now you remember the Apostle Peter said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Amen. So everything in your inner, your inner man, everything in there has been reborn, and all of it's from God. 
for instance, that measure of faith that we saw right there. That, let's flip back over there. I want you to get your eyes on that again. In uh, Romans chapter 12, where it says, I say to every man that is among you, think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, I, I, I want to pull these two verses together. Oh, I love this. I say to every new creature, <laughs> every new creature, he has dealt the measure of faith. Mm, mm, mm. Doesn't that make your heart sing? Glory to God. Just lift both hands and say this. I am a new creature. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I have the measure of faith. All things passed away, and all things in me became new. And all things are of God. And not only do I have the measure of faith, but the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory to God. I not only have his faith, I have him. The love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Now just, boy, I mean, <laughs> now, now, now say it. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I have a measure of the same faith that brought the worlds into existence. I have a measure of the same faith that Jesus used when he... <laughs> When he'd been about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I have the measure of his faith. I have a measure of the same faith, glory to God, that raised him from the dead. It's in me. It's in me, glory to God. All I got to do now is just feed it and exercise it. It'll grow. Hallelujah. That means every child of God ever born again believer started out with exactly the same measure of faith, and it has either shrunk up or got bigger, but there's no way it just stays the same. Spiritual things don't stay static because they're either moving forward or, they're, or they're, they're, they're moving back. But we're moving forward. Glory to God. Say it again. I have it. I have the measure of the God kind of faith in Jesus. We'll be back in just We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.